Hey there. Before we start this episode of Jackson Film Club, the podcast, we wanted to let you know that if you like what we do and you want to support us, you can make a one-time donation using Venmo at JXN Film Club, or you have the option to make uh, recurring donations by visiting our anchor profile at anchor.fm slash JXN Film Club. Thank you for your support. film guy. I can name every single Wes Anderson film. Welcome to this episode of Jackson Film Club, the podcast. I'm Sam Grafe and I'm joined by Michael Lamb. And we're joined by Micah Smith. Smith. I'm also here. And David Lewis. Welcome Welcome back, back, boys. Glad to be here. So this is actually not their first episode that they've been on, but it is the first episode you're hearing with both of them together on it. Correct. Because there's another one that's banked up. This episode, we got the Oscars coming up. Uh, so Micah actually texted Michael and said, "Let's <laughs> let's do a predictions episode." Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm just uh, a big Oscars fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch them every single year. Micah every year hosts uh, an Oscars watch party yeah, yeah. and invites a bunch of people over. Yeah. Uh, it's just a big big this is, deal. Honestly, so, this is maybe the best idea for an episode we've had. Yeah, me, thank me you, and Micah. my beautiful wife, my beautiful child, newborn. This is a great idea for an episode, <laughs> Micah. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Micah. David, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like my life was described before my eyes and attributed to someone else. <laughs> uh, so we were just playing a little prank on David there real quick. <laughs> this this episode is actually David's idea. He did text me and ask, hey, is the film club doing an Oscars prediction episode? And I was like, yeah, do you want to be on it? So here we are. Um so the idea tonight, uh, we've picked out 10 categories. We don't have enough time to go through all 23. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, these 10 categories and then our collective picks uh, and, and what we th- want to win. Uh, that, so that, that, that's kind of our, our, our goal here is to talk about what we want to win and then sort of what we also think might actually win. Because those things rarely line up. Yeah, they're <laughs> not always the same. All right. So first up, let's do cinematography. Um, we've got a strong lineup. It is a very good lineup. Thank you, David. Uh, so there were uh, five movies to pick from. There's five movies in every category. Uh, just to to say that up front. So we were picking from Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. So three of us. Uh, selected Dune for cinematography, and one of us selected The Tragedy of Macbeth. Well, I've now changed my vote because we kind of shifted around our... Okay, so what changed? Mm. Ooh, what'd you choose? So initially I voted... Everything that Michael's going to be reading out, I voted what I think is going to win, but I just changed everything to what I want to win. Okay. I want. Can you make that clarification every time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I personally... How about we just like, I'll say mine and then we go around the circle and then we discuss yeah, instead yeah. of like stopping sure. every time. So I want Nightmare Alley to win. Ooh, okay. Oh. So I think it was it was me and David who picked Dune. Yes, Dune. Uh, so Micah, you picked The Tragedy of Macbeth. Did yeah, that change? I, uh, it did not. No, I mean, it's it was very much a toss up between Dune and Tragedy of Macbeth. I think, I think Dune would, didn't do anything I didn't expect exactly, which is why I yes. kind of leaned 
mm-hmm. lean towards Tragic Macbeth personally. Um, not that it's, I mean, they're, everything on this list is a just yeah. a beautiful yeah, film. Yeah, it really is a great category. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is that I think with the way that Oscars likes to play, if we're talking about what we think will win mm-hmm. versus what we want to win, there's a lot to be said about the fact that Dune does, is not going to get a lot of love in, like, it's not going to get Best Picture, even right. though a lot of people feel that it should because it's just a phenomenal film. Film. But I think that it will get a lot of recognition and love for its technical Absolutely, categories. Yeah. Yeah, I and I think that the Oscars will lean heavily into that. The, the voters will, will lean pretty heavily into that because it's not going to get best picture. Yeah. It yeah. kind of like… But it deserves a lot of credit. Definitely. It, it just uh, won the BAFTA for cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I think it's won something else, but I'm blanking on it right now. And I think a lot of what's going to help Dune... I, I do think Dune is going to win, even though my pick's Nightmare Alley. I actually think Nightmare Alley may be the last one that would actually win. I think Tragedy Macbeth would have a good chance. And I think West Side Story would have a good chance because that shot when he steps into the puddle and it... My goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be happy if I'd be happy if that won. <laughs> but I think Dune, one of the things that critics and just casual moviegoers came out of the movie talking about like some of the first reactions was like, oh my gosh, the cinematography. Like yeah. just the encapsulating the scale, showing the different worlds, things like that. It's just kind of the definition of like, this is what cinematography can do. Right. And it's so fascinating when a movie <clears throat> seems to evoke, like when you watch it, you feel like you're watching the early storyboards like literally pan out. Mm-hmm. And what is like, you know, early, beautiful, high contrast concept art then translated into these beautiful, well-composed shots. I feel like a lot of that is what you saw in Dune. Yeah. yeah I also think it has a unique challenge in that it is a desert set movie for 90% of it at least. Um, it's very easy to to get tired of the same kind of color yeah. scheme. Uh, and instead, like, I feel like you're constantly looking at something different and that they're playing with the light in interesting ways depending on the shot. Um, and it's it's really carefully done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, that movie truly, like, would not work without just brilliant cinematography. Yeah. I think Dune, uh, the reason I picked Nightmare Alley over Dune is I've seen Dune twice, mm-hmm. obviously watched the trailers over and over again, but there really aren't many shots that, like, are burned into my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie as a whole looked fantastic. There wasn't a bad shot in it. But I think I kind I kind of ran into that a little bit, what you're talking about with like the color scheme and like it is very especially the last like 20 minutes when it's nighttime and they're in the desert and they yeah. run into Javier Bardem and that that stuff. Um it's very gray. Spoilers, so, Javier Bardem. Sorry, sorry, Javier Bardem is in the movie. <laughs> um and so it, it's not necessarily like always super engaging to look at, what even though it is pretty if that makes sense yeah but nightmare alley i still have i only saw it once and i still have images i have the opening shot burning into my head the last shot burning into my head there's a lot of stuff in there that i'm like and a lot of that is helped by production design which we might get into later but like that's that's stuck in my brain and the camera is i noticed this while i was watching it and then i watched a video with Guillermo del Toro and he mentioned it the camera is constantly moving like even in a shot of just two people talking the, the the camera is always moving to the left or to the right or something. And I just felt 
very immersed in the world of Nightmare Alley. Um, and again, there's there's shots in that movie that are still burning in my brain after one viewing. So that's why I'm going Nightmare Alley. I was just disappointed how rarely Bradley Cooper was a raccoon in it. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, uh, yeah, I was promised something I was not given. <laughs> Yeah, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, they're saving it. <laughs> and, I went and I was like, wait, what? It's not here. <laughs> Disappointed. I want to hear more about wh- why you picked Tragic Macbeth. Literally almost the exact same reason. It was it was the fact that, I mean, visually, it, it's just always kind of doing something. The shots stick with you. Yeah. There are so many moments that could be just throw away like a character enters and yet the way that the character enters, I mean, think about the first shot, right? You can still like picture the first shot of this soldier just like hobbling into the conversation that is the first line. And and it's, it's truly crazy how, how impactful every single scene is and how they use the cinematography to, to, to just like burn images into your head and that, Honestly, it's I don't know. It's it's, it's pretty amazing. surprisingly like geometric. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is not something you'd expect for a kind of medieval period piece, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Would you say it was like minimalistic? Yeah, very yes. much so. And that again is also production design. There's times when with cinematography and production design, the lines can kind of be blurred. Um, but there are certain sh- like I think I probably enjoyed Tragic Macbeth twice as much as I would have if it was just shot in a in a regular way. But Agreed. man, there were some shots in there that like with shadows and stuff like that and windows. It's great. Yeah, there's something about the way that it it kind of approaches it the way you would a, a theatrical performance, right? Yeah. Is going, what can you do with minimal stage? And and they go, well, great. So we've got this amazing set and we're going to shoot it as if we don't. And so they use the cinematography in interesting ways to like light. It. It's, it's just everything is like... I don't know. Quirky is not a nice word mm-hmm. for it. You know what I mean? But it is eccentric, but in ways that really it's accentuate. Very stylized. Yes. Yeah. It, it accentuates the kind of madness as it goes. Yeah. And I mean, it, it really like adds so much atmosphere that is, I mean, not, not to belittle the production design either, but it's like the cinematography is where that comes to life yeah. on that one. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. That was a film club event. Yes, it was. But I think, yeah, June will probably win. And I would not yeah. be mad about that. All right, guys. All right, what's next? So how about we talk about directing? Okay. Sounds good. All right. The uh, nominees for Best Director are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Uh, I'm going to butcher this one, maybe. Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> you got that one wrong. <laughs> you nailed the other one. Got Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice uh, Pizza. Licorice Pizza. <laughs> uh, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. So, Up-and-comer Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, like we said earlier, we had initially voted, uh, and, and some people voted what they thought was going to happen, but what we're talking about is what we want to happen. So I'm reading the initial votes, and we'll see if Sam changed his. I changed uh, mine, too. I changed I'm actually, mine. I'm actually, spoiler alert, undecided. Oh. I could go three ways for me. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just so not even going to read this, this graphic anymore because like, it's outdated. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets the award. Uh, I didn't change mine. Who was yours? yours? Is this your prediction or your pick? Jane? Uh, I think I picked Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. okay. Hey, Steven Spielberg? I'm so For proud of you. D- directing, because... I'm, ri- I'm with it. 
Yes, that's my pick as well. I'll spoil it. Well, pick. West Side Story was just so impressive to right. me. Yeah. And it is hard to pull off a musical movie. That's He's a in remake. his 70s. That's a that is a remake. Of a Best Picture winner. Yeah. And I think that... I, I kind of split right now between Kenneth Branagh and what and well, I was going to say Wes Anderson <laughs> and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Wes Anderson. I don't think I don't think Jane's going to take it. Okay, because Jane Jane was my pick three days ago. Hmm. And but everything has changed since. Yeah, she had a oh, she yeah, had a that's fumble. True. But that's true. voting starts tomorrow. Okay, yeah, she's and out. Closes on Tuesday. They can't give it to her. They won't give it. It to would her. be a media circus. Right. She was the front runner for sure. Like she, she was, was, she was going to win. So the question now is, I have what, are the, what are the voters going to go for? Are they going to give it to a, you know, foreign filmmaker, which is very possible? Mm-hmm. But both Kenneth Branagh and Steven Spielberg have phenomenal, like, personal stories behind these films. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like basically kind of inspired by Kenneth Branagh's upbringing. And then Steven Spielberg promised his father that he would make this film, apparently. Yeah. And so there's a lot of emotion tied to both of those. I think Steven Spielberg could take it. And I rightfully so. So. I, so I think this is very strange because Jane Campion was for sure a lock until a few days ago. Yeah. she. I mean, she won the BAFTA. Like, she mm-hmm. was she was going to get it. She was the front runner. Everyone wanted her to win. Uh, my prediction before I just changed mine to my pick my prediction was Kenneth Branagh for the reason that you just said. His It's a personal story. I think it's a very safe pick. I think Steven Spielberg, there's a little bit of the, oh, he's Steven Spielberg. Why would you give it to him? But like, he absolutely deserves it. I, I think there's a solid chance Kenneth Branagh is going to take it, which would be a strange situation because I don't think Belfast is going to get best picture. So it'd be one of those weird years where like yeah. screenplay, director, and best picture don't line up. Right. But I like, kinda, I like those years though. Cause, cause I mean, it gives everyone a chance. Yeah. I, it just I, means that there's a diverse uh, set of nominees. Exactly. That and that's what strong I, set of that's, nominees too. That's what I like to see. But uh, there are so many years where it's like you better expect that best director, whatever film they did, is going to win best picture. But I, yeah, I'd like to see that split. Um, I guess it's like how naive am I? I didn't even think, oh, this is going to change what the votes are. Mm-hmm. But I truly was like, yeah, Jane Campion still got it. Oh no! And then I'm like, well, yeah, shoot, that's a great point. Is, I mean, now if you give it to her, it's way like yeah, more everyone's of a gonna statement. freak out. Yeah, because I mean, and that's the whole thing right now with the Oscars. Everybody's mm-hmm. eyes are on it. I think all the members are probably like, Ooh, we got to vote for yeah. like. I don't think that they're gonna vote for somebody based on like a reason that's sort of ill conceived. I think that they're just a lot more open to voting for and accustomed to voting for somebody who they may not normally think it should be going for. And it may mm. not be some sort of campaign that's put into place. That's why I think it's Kenneth Branagh. Cause yeah. like you can't go Jane Campion. I'm realizing at this point, I don't think we've actually said uh, what happened. So oh, yeah. it was an award show. What awards yeah, she was, was the it? BAFTA. Yeah. She was it BAFTA? Jane Campion, Jane Campion, won Campion. The She BAFTA. called out Venus and Serena for some reason. It's just I actually I don't don't know know she had fine intentions. It's just it was yeah. very it was odd. Like she didn't it was a weird thing to say. Mm. Yeah. So I yes. can I can tell you what it is. Um you know, as as four white men who are <laughs> like we all have the No, but so she she came up on stage and was saying basically like Venus and Serena, you know, so brilliant, all the things you've done. But then she said essentially, but I'm going up against men in my category. And uh so it's probably a little harder. And it was basically trying to make a joke like haha, but that's like 
a lot of weight already <laughs> in their right. whole throughout their whole career has been a thing where they have been like put us on the court against any man right. we will destroy them and it just doesn't happen because it's i mean yeah, every sport is sexist um so that's what it was is she stepped into something that was like number one you didn't have to it literally right. had nothing to do like no. why would you say that right. <laughs> she was talking about another film in the category but she pinpointed the people that the, the film was the about, about not why would film? you do that i don't know man it, and it was like an attempt to make a joke but it really was like a you don't realize how much weight that already has. Yeah. Which and is also kind of what part of the film was about. Like King Richard right. is partially about like the difficulty of them coming up as as black women in a traditionally white male sport. Right. And it's so just it like, like it was Ooh. not, it was just and I think a lot of it, like a lot of the dialogue highlights the reality of like, you know, as a white person, kind of our own ignorance to mm. like other people's plot, like, like struggles and what they've gone through and the idea that, yeah, it's just a hard thing. And so I think that people will probably avoid it because it is a difficult. It's just weird how like elementary the statement was. It was like, yeah, I just, it, mine was harder than yours. Like, it's yeah. just a weird thing to say, even if there was no like racial element she at clearly all. clearly meant it as a joke. Like yeah. you, you read it and you go, it's obviously she was trying to joke, but it is sort of like one of those was like, just you just like read the room. You yeah, yeah. didn't think about that at all. You leapt off of a building when you were just trying to walk towards the balcony. Like, yeah, it was right. like you didn't have to do this. Yeah. Right. So for the record, I don't think she's race. I don't think she hates. Like she thinks it was she's just very better. Tone it's deaf. just a weird yeah. thing to say. Yes, tone deaf. Yes. But in in Hollywood, you cannot say something like that without it just being like you're done. Like you you're not right. Well, and even if you watch the video and stuff, people are laughing in the room. Yeah. It was one she of those that applause was, for it. But yeah. The, the thing that's kind of made it out, I think is like, was it Serena's reaction or Venus's reaction? Can't remember who. And it's just like, she's kind of like, Haha, thanks. I don't think, <laughs> I don't, and I don't think I saw the reaction, but yeah, it definitely Wait, was one of the So things. if I picked West Side Story, what did everybody else pick? I picked Steven Spielberg. I think you pick West Side Story as well. My Wait. current one is says Kenneth Branagh, but I I I want Steven Spielberg I, to win. So Ste I'm well, Steven Spielberg it. directed that movie like a twenty five year old who had all the energy in oh, the yeah. world, right? Which the that's blocking good to see. in that movie is unbelievable. I don't know how you move a camera and move a room full of people like that. That's mm. pure. Right. That's like Man, a masterclass in directing. The dance in the gym. Even the staircase, like when they're on the fire escape. Well, I don't yeah, know that, how you do that. All of it. It was it's magical. It was, it was amazing. But the one person we, oh, sorry, the, the, the dance scene in the gym, just because yeah. of like how many people. It's crazy. Like the part where they're on the west side and there's the story. Oh you know? man, that's my favorite part. <laughs> the shot, I got really confused when they went to the north though. Yeah, it was weird. the shot when they uh in the it's in the trailer in the warehouse where it's mm. up looking down and you see the shadows of the mm -hmm. jets and the sharks. And he he's talked about like, yeah, I did that so that at first glance you couldn't tell who was who. You just yeah. saw their shadows. It's just like that shot alone is like you're putting so much thought into how you're using the camera mm -hmm. to tell the story. It's, it's just genius. It really is. With the Oscars, you really can go, what's the best story to the Academy, right? Yeah. And this is one where it's like, it, truly, you got you got two, if Campion is out, then you've got two options that are both great stories. Right. Like you said, Kenneth Branagh is my pick because I, I really think it's an interesting story. But, I mean, you can't deny the fact of, like, a passion project from a director that mm -hmm. really is kind of a lot of people sort of like, yeah, Steven Spielberg used to do amazing movies. And then recently he did Ready Player One and 
Yeah. BFG, I enjoy you know. Ready Player One. I don't 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 get me wrong. I just mean like but it's that's a different awesome. kind yeah, of yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so I I think they could go just for the fact it's a a return to form for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I am worried that now talking about it if they started to lean Spielberg they might change their mind because he's making a much more like oh this is basically a lifetime achievement where his next movie is basically like an autobiographical movie about his family, mm. as far as I know. So they might be like, oh, let's just wait a year and give it to him for that. Mm. But mm. who knows? We haven't mentioned Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't think he's <laughs> even, I don't think there's a chance that mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson gets it. But And we we haven't talked about Ryuzuki Hamaguchi because I haven't seen Drive My Car. Has anybody else? Yeah. Okay. I've seen it. Is, it, is it worth directing? I think it's worth the nomination. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Okay. Yeah. The I don't think that there was anything about the 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 movie and the directing that really stood out. Mm. Uh, but I also, I mean, it is a foreign film. It's also three hours long, based on a novel. Yeah, it's long. It was very good, though. Yeah. It was good. All right. So let's move on to the next category. Uh, this category is film editing, and the nominees are: Don't Look Up. Dune, King Richard, <clears throat> The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, I, I picked Dune. Remember what I picked. I picked, so I initially, my prediction was Tick, Tick, Boom. My pick is really? Dune. I also picked Dune. I think they'll, Tick, Tick, Boom, this is one of the few things that's nominated in, and that makes me think that because it's like a musical and it's very rhythmic, that they'll be like, oh, then it, it should get editing. But See, I, don't I don't think the editing in it. I think yeah. I still, really? I think that I think technical categories, Dune's going to sweep. I think so too. That'd be nice. Um, That's and I, to be clear, like Tick, Tick, Boom is my choice. Like I'd like it to win. I don't think it wins anything. Number one, I agree. Academy does not like Netflix movies. Mm, right. Uh, the, the fact that Power of the Dog is getting so much attention is because it does it it transcended the Netflix movie element. People were going to go see that wherever it was. Um, this is not that. I love that movie, and I think it's great. And the editing is truly right. like it plays a huge, huge part in it. Because you're, I mean, so if if you hadn't seen the movie, like this is not giving me away, obviously. But but Jonathan Larson, it is an adaptation of of a semi autobiographical <laughs> musical that he did that was just him on stage with actors telling stories. And so it's it's very much like almost like a monologue done in song. Right. So the movie though is cutting between that and the story itself and so like stage performance, story itself and musicals within that. So it's it's yeah. pretty insane. And it, and it does it very effectively. Yes, in absolutely. fact, I think that Lynn Manuel Miranda was snubbed oh. for a best director I, I really? think so. nomination. I think so. Given that they gave it to Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That would have been two different musicals. It's very First for directing though film to direct. It's, I I think that Lin Manuel Miranda uh, uh, of the properties that that he's been involved in that I've experienced, my favorite has been when he's behind the camera. Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Just because I think he's got this really interesting creative streak. Yeah, and he also knows how to bring that out. Of yes, people. he does. Because uh, Andrew Garfield, man, mm-hmm. I, phenomenal, drew, drew me to tears. Yeah, yeah. I I got I've. I know that a movie was effective when if it's based on any element of it is based on a real thing, I just fall into the research hole of you just got to keep looking up mm. stuff. And for like, I don't know, a solid 
three, four weeks, I was looking up things about Jonathan Larson's life as a result of this and, and watching everything I could, like I wanted to consume more about this movie. Yeah. Stay and, connected. Oh yeah. And the, the film editing is a huge part of that. Like I you just said, watched it great. again last night. Oh, it's great. It's, so it's phenomenal. It truly is. Next category. Oh, what is the next category? Let's find out. <laughs> Together. The next category is international feature film. Mm-hmm. Let me pull that up. Yikes. I haven't seen any of these boys. I'm going to be honest. I have seen two of these. International feature What'd films. I saw Drive My Car and Flea. Okay. Um, see, so the I Hand of God heard was of the Flea. only one that I was hearing about. Do what? Here are the nominees. That's the one I'd heard about. Here are the nominees. The nominees are Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, uh, Lutnana, a yak in the classroom, and the worst person in the world. <laughs> uh, so I really have wanted to see the worst person in the world. I've heard, a lot, of good heard things. a lot of good things. Never heard of Lunana before tonight. Uh, but the of the people who, oh no, all four of us did vote for Drive My Car. I think I, that's kind of a given, right? Yeah. Yes, because so. of its other nominations. And I will say, of the films that I've seen, it is, it stands, it, it is a, it is a well-accomplished foreign film. Like it's just, Really remarkable in the mm-hmm. way that it is kind of internationally uh, accessible. I think that's what uh, takes a lot for a film in general, whether it's an English film or a foreign film. If it can sort of transcend other cult, like sort of this, you know, whatever its culture is within, and sort of be accessible to a broader audience, that's what I think really deserves kind of that. And and it does that so well. But the other one that I saw was Flea, which is a very strong film and very well done. And just kind of to understand a little bit about what it is, it and it's because it's also nominated for best animated feature, I believe. And, oh shoot, I might have heard of this then. So it and best documentary. And so it is a documentary in which they have sort of I, I think that they filmed everything. Like if you were if I was interviewing Michael and I had the oh. shot of him. Then they animated what we saw because they'll, well, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, but there, so it is all of the sort of story, um, the flashbacks, the interviews of the storyline are all animated. The only thing that is real film, real footage is contextual. So when he's talking about a place or a time or something happening in time that's broader or more, you know, uh, if it's a, an, a a significant event, that footage, if there's found footage from that that is inserted into the film. That's interesting. That's very cool. Uh, well, found footage, uh, a lot of it is like uh, is from media sources. Yes. Because uh, is it is it Afghanistan? It's Afghanistan. It's part Russia. It's it's kind of all over. Uh, yeah, that was a, a very very powerful film. You, the, you did see it? I did. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's on Hulu. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I started it. It was kind of late one night, but I was ready to be up for a little bit. Right. And man, it is very gripping. And uh, it it does kind of open like a therapy session. Right. Uh, mm. You're right. He, so the, it, it's just an interview. One guy talking to another um, and they like animate the guy laying down to yeah. like sit. And then there's a camera uh, that he's kind of staring into. It's... It's interesting it's just because, like, I mean, they they, they changed the, some of the names and stuff right. uh, to, to anonymize the details, but it's just wild, like, just taking in the story this way where it's like, okay, so some of the elements here are, are obviously uh, a facade, and they're, they're, they've recognized that, and they're, they want me to see what is the story behind this. Mm-hmm. And it's 
just about humans. Who and I think are that yeah, it is find their place in the world. There's so much about it that 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 a theme that talks about sort of the loss of innocence so quickly because it takes mm. something traumatic happens at such a young age. But I think the choice to do it animated really leans into that because there is an innocence about animated features because it is typically very childlike. And so I think that there is something to that that adds to that theme, the themes that run through it. I'm watching this tonight. That sounds awesome. It's a very good one. I drive my car. (laughs) Three hours. (laughs) We talked a lot about the movie that we don't think will win. (laughs) It's just drive my car. Drive my car is all about the long game. Yeah. It sort of, uh, yeah. Um, I know nothing about it. I kind of just want to go in blind. Yeah, and just, and just to be it. clear, Flea is not about the Red Hot Chili Peppers bass player. Correct. <laughs> it is actually about um, a flea market. Oh, oh sweet. Now, now just I'm definitely good bargains. <laughs> just great bargains. What's the next category? Next category. Makeup and hairstyling. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think uh, we were kind of split up on this one really? a little bit. It was 50-50. The nominees are why. Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. So... Initially, we had we were split between the eyes of Tammy Faye and House of Gucci. Mm, that's what I expected. Who voted for what? It's, it's going to be the eyes of Tammy Faye. I think it's House really? of Gucci. See, yeah. I do too. I went with Tammy Faye. I mean, it could be I, either. Could I want to hear your reason because I have a very strong reason why I think it's going to be House of Gucci. Because I think, bec- <laughs> spoiler alert to the podcast, because I think that Jessica Chastain is going to take Best Actress. I hope so, dude. And I think that it's going to pair because... Th- she couldn't, I mean, like, so much of her success to transform that role has to do with her acting ability paired so well with their ability to transform her, but also transform Andrew Garfield yeah. into, like, an old man. Yeah. Like, and... You're, you're not wrong. I But let me tell you why you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, well, because of Jared Leto's <laughs> yes. So here, my there. my reason for House of Gucci is because there were people, Michael included, who genuinely didn't know that Jared Leto was in the movie. Right, true. and that was the whole talk when the trailer came out. Everyone was like, it "Says Jared Leto's in this movie," but I don't. Where is he? And so I think for that reason, it's going to take it. I think Eyes of Tammy Faye, even though I liked it more than House of Gucci. There were times when I was like, okay, I can kind of see the makeup lines on Andrew Garfield. But, like, he looks like a dude in makeup. Oh, sure. Whereas House yeah. of Gucci, I was like, that looks like a different person. I, well, right. see, I wondered if some of that was intentional in that movie. Yeah, definitely of, on Tammy uh, Faye. The, the televangelism yeah. and how that works in general. Now, now, that, is. That's, You're right. that is an argument in itself. That's true. Because that's what I would say is, depends on what you're trying to do. I do feel like there's an element of, it's supposed to look a little fake and a little, like, what do you call that other than, like, cakey? Yes, because because these are people mm-hmm. who are basically trying Cakey? to Cakey? like caked on cake, cake, like, C-A-K-E-Y. cake, caked on makeup. Yeah, I, I never wear makeup, so I'm yeah. sorry. It Clearly. fits Look, the aesthetic of the like shag <laughs> carpets and like white walls, yes. like all this very yes. like. Oh, it's so gaudy. So yes. which is what they're very much going for. So that's a very good point. Is it depends on what they're looking for. House of Gucci is we really creatively recreated this time period and this mm-hmm. this particular look that we've recreated and it and it looks pretty flawless. Right. Um Eyes of Tammy Faye is not going for that. So it re- yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's, that's true. A- but I will also say Jared Leto was not nominated for best supporting actor. Well, that's a good point cuz he played Mario. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh 
how uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye is definitely more in your face, whereas House of Gucci is invisible. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. that's true. Um, man, it's it's gonna be a tough. It's I mean, it's definitely those two. I don't know why Dune would win. Mm. I can't think of. Maybe uh, maybe because of the Harkonnens. Uh, I mean, I so the costumes. Stuff. Oh, that's were true. Really the cool. the Baron. I didn't even think about that. The Baron was, I guess, really made up. But made up. Made up. Made up. Made up good. <laughs> I mean, he was real uh, made up. Well, yeah. wasn't there something <laughs> with? I think it's, uh, I think it's fictional, think so they're all made up. Oh, who's the actress? Jessica, somebody. What? Uh, who played Jessica the mom? Chastain? No, the mom. Oh, dude. Jess- uh, what's oh, her what is her name? No, Lady Jessica. It's Lady uh, Jessica, but it's. Uh, oh, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson. Is she in? What is she in? She's in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. <laughs> and Doctor Sleep. She's um, in The Greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah. Thank you. I was say. She's a great actress. Didn't she have her some voice. weird makeup stuff? No. No. There's there's moments where they do things. I thought to that her. there was like a a, a scene or it's like a, a, one of Paul's visions where she's like got. Oh all this yeah, stuff. she's yeah, got yeah. like she's in that cave. She's holding the baby. Yeah, I don't think that that's enough to. No, no, nah. no. It would be to because make, of the Baron. Yeah. yeah, but I I don't I think he's too small of a character. It, it's it's between House of Gucci and Isaac Tammy. Right. For yeah. sure. Well, the other thing is, so I think that what what I came to the realization recently watching the show. What is it? Uh, there's something about Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that Pam's nose changes from episode to episode. Oh. And it made me realize that if you have a main character with consistency of that much prosthetics, I mean, Jared Leto's not in the film that much. Yeah. And there's yeah. not that much close up. There is so much of that with Eyes of Tammy Faye. And it's so consistent. Mm-hmm. So there could be an element of that consistency in the, that main that yeah. maintaining that I think may give it the edge. Yeah. 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 You know what? That's what a, a year for Andrew Garfield without me really even realizing right? it. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. I thought for a while that he could have taken a future category that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But because yes. sometimes the Academy will rope, like award somebody who had like a big year if they've got a lot of roles because they're not going to be nominated more than one. unless yeah, it's, sure. If they were the lead or if they were supporting, unless it's like that they were in different ones. Yeah. It just snuck by me. I don't know. Like yeah. they, there were several things. I was like, yeah, he's good in that. He's good in that. He's good in that. And, he's and then now, three, when you like look four, at it at the end, you're like, wow, yeah, he's kind of crushes it across the board. And he's Pretty in awesome. the biggest movie of the year. Spoiler yep. yeah. alert. He's amazing. Is it Tammy Faye? He's amazing. I get it. Uh, let's get into some of best acting. Acting. So acting. Let's start with actor in a supporting role. The nominees are, and I don't know how to pronounce this. Kieran, one. I think. Kieran. Kieran Hines for Belfast. Is this Grandpa? Yes. Uh, okay. And then Troy Coster of Coda, uh, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Uh, I think my response was Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. Really? I picked Troy. I also picked Troy, hmm. even though I haven't seen the movie. I would love oh, to, really? I really need to see it before that. It's great. It's on Apple TV. Plus. I do don't have, have it. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. Okay, I'll use your subscription. Yeah. Uh, we don't mean that. Apple, don't listen. I mean, I mean uh, I'll buy my own. I mean, come over, uh, to, come over to my house. Yeah, I will say before we jump into it, I think the deserved uh, person on here is not nominated, and that is Bradley Cooper and Licorice Pizza. Because really? that was oh, absolutely. 15 minutes of a two and a half hour movie that was the best that movie. Stealer. I mean, it, is, it does I mean something it. when you… Like the, the big moment from a trailer… Is is your you know oh character gosh. who's barely in it? 
tells you a lot about what they thought when they were, you know, editing a trailer together. Right. <laughs> I laughed so hard when he's just talking to Dust or uh, whatever's uh, Hoffman, uh, whatever the main character's name. Yeah, I not forget. Dustin Hoffman. Not Dustin Hoffman at all. <laughs> he's talking to him just so casually, and then he's like, "You got a, you got a mom." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You got a, you got a brother?" Yeah. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna strangle your little brother. It's so funny. I was dying. And then uh, he's walking down the street. Like they keep finding him. Hollywood is very big. Like Los Angeles is very big, but they keep finding. Like yeah. he keeps finding them. It's crazy. I love he's just like shattering storefront windows, and these right. girls walk past. He's like, you know, I'm an actor or whatever he says. He just like starts walking with them. Anyway, that's I who thought that Troy win. did a great job. I think that. Um, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen him anything else, but I think what he brought to the role was pretty phenomenal. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to win because he just won the SAG, and usually the SAG determines uh, the actors' categories. Um, and from what I hear, it's a fantastic performance. So I wouldn't—that's yeah. who I picked because that's who I think will win. And also, like, I wouldn't give it to Kieran Hines. Like, it was a good performance, but like, I didn't walk out of there going, "Yeah, I'd give him best supporting actor." See, I definitely I, wouldn't give it to Cody Smith McPhee or Jesse Plemons. So I I chose I and I've always said Sierra and Hines and knew it was wrong, but but I've always liked that actor and he is somebody who kind of consistently puts in good performances. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if they chose him That's based true. on the mm-hmm. fact of like he is always like a power player in whatever he's in. Yeah. Um, that's why I kind of think he he has a chance and he would be my pick. I think I think he's terrific, but. Um, but I also, yeah, again, sometimes it's it's a little bit of a when else are we going to have a chance to talk about this actor? And so sometimes they get, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, Jesse Plemons, well, uh, of the two folks from The Power of the Dog, uh, I think that Jesse Plemons is the better performance. And I love uh, him too. Just so for the first honestly, time a husband and wife are nominated together. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. I love I they're married. Jesse Plemons yeah. and Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I, I want that. I want that good thing for him. That'd be so. I'm cool. really glad that he started to get more recognition and more roles over the years because he has really he has been only supporting for pretty much everything I've seen him in. But mm-hmm. uh, I think he's the lead in Scorsese's next movie, which uh, I'm glad ooh. that he's finally getting uh, the attention. He uh, one just a off the wall like, why are you so good in this movie? Did you ever see Game Night? I did. It's a yeah. very broad comedy <laughs> yes. where he's got this super eccentric and strange performance in it that he's so good in and that like, too. Is that the one where he's the next door neighbor? Yeah, he's, a, he's a police yeah. officer and he's like, yeah. I just very much enjoy our game. And they, they come he's, over at one point and play. Oh gosh, it's such a funny movie. He's so good in everything, but that's one that I'm like, he honestly should get more attention for comedies too because he just has such a strange. Very right? random fun fact, and yeah. I don't know why I remember this. But that was the first movie that I ever watched with Movie Pass. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Rip Movie Pass. Right. Good times. <laughs> it's coming back, guys. It's coming, it's coming back. back. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> All right. You ready for the, uh, yes, the next thing. category? Yeah. yeah. Actress in a supporting role. I'm very so, excited about this one. The nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast. Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. And I need help with this one. Uh, Angelou Ellis, Mississippi, an extraordinaire, wonderful actress, amazing person. I love that. Are you friends with her? No, but oh. she's awesome. <laughs> I didn't but know she's she from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know that either. Very cool. So I picked 
uh, Jesse Buckley. I picked Ariana DeVos. I Me picked too. Ariana DeVos, yeah. Me She's going to take it. I am uh, yeah, 100% I convinced. I'm still... very excited about this. Uh, 60 years ago, uh, Rita Moreno won for this same role. Yep. And what Ariana DeVos did to take her own take, like totally fresh take on Anita, is remarkable. She's she's great in it, but again, it's one of those where it's a question of what does the Oscars love? Right. Like they they the Academy loves to vote on like an interesting story. That's an interesting story in itself. Oh yeah. Uh, so I I would be just flabbergasted if she didn't win. Not that she doesn't deserve it as well, but like just can't argue with how cool of a story that is to mm-hmm. go like yeah. It's also in, this is totally unrelated, but this is gonna go really deep into David's like super fanatic uh, musical world here. But um, she was a pretty strong contender for one of the roles in the upcoming Wicked movie, hmm. which was is now cast for Ariana Grande and uh, Cynthia Revo, which hmm. Cynthia Revo is a phenomenal pick, absolutely outstanding. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Ariana Grande in it, but it's probably partially about name recognition. She's going to go, Alphaba, why? Is she going to perform <laughs> her song from Don't Look Up? Because if she does, then I'll walk out of the theater and no, start burning it. I do love that. But it is funny because she, <laughs> did, she and Mika did a their own version of Popular years ago. Yeah. Um, and she will sing Popular because she is uh, Glinda. The Good Witch. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but it is stunt casting. Oh, well. I am a massive Cynthia Riva fan, and I think she will slay that role. Yeah. Wait, and wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Who is she? She's uh, she, she's Elphaba. Okay, okay, good. That's why I thought you just flipped it in my head. I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Who, no, no, who is no, no. Now? Cynthia is Elphaba. Okay. That's what I expected. I okay. saw Cynthia perform in... Um, the Color Purple on Broadway, which she won a Tony Award for, and bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Um, she is a force to be reckoned with. Anyways, that's totally off topic. But <laughs> I, I have also heard really good things about Jesse Buckley and The Lost Daughter, but I haven't seen it. I do like her a lot. Yeah, I thought she was good. Um, I just think Ariana is going to take it. Yeah, I agree. Me too. Judy Dench is nice and wholesome in Belfast, but she's probably not. Yeah, I was. I'm not convinced Ellis that she's got phenomenal in in King Richard and the way that she portrays the role that she portrays mm-hmm. is done superbly. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if she took it for some random reason, but mm-hmm. I still think it will go to Ariana. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next uh, category is actor in a leading role. The nominees are Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Benefit Dog. Lumberjacks. <laughs> Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Denzel Washington, the best actor ever, uh, for <laughs> The Tragedy of Macbeth. And Will Smith for King Richard. This is a very interesting category because I am all over the place with this one. Well, initially we were split 50-50, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Will Smith. Mm. So has anybody changed? I Now that I know we are going by... What we want. What we want. I definitely changed. Okay. Uh, we've talked about Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm. I gave it to him because that movie is literally like that man just showing off. And you had and picked Will Smith before? Yeah. I I, I saw it coming. Yeah. Um, I think it will be. That's yeah, who yeah. I picked. I, I, he won I, the I expect that. I expect that. Um, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch wouldn't surprise me um, because he's got so much attention for the role. But again, there's… There's the whole like it's split so evenly across so many categories that I, I 
he would be the one that if he won, yeah, I I, I would be a little bit more surprised about him, mm-hmm. even than like Cody Smith. McPhee Has he been winning. nominated before? Did, was yeah, he yeah, nominated yeah. for Imitation Game? Uh, I think that is the exact one that I was thinking. Of. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange too. Yeah, <laughs> that's the sequel already. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I definitely Andrew Garfield would have been my front runner like two months ago. I was like for sure he's gonna get it. I, we kind of talked about it like. He's kind of the world's favorite person right now. <laughs> like, everyone loved him in spoiler alert, that Spider-Man movie. Everyone was glad to see him. He's seems like a fantastic person. And he was also just in a ton of movies this year. And so… Um, and did well in all of them. And did a great job in all of them. So, I, I thought for sure he was a lock. And then Will Smith started gaining… Lo- like, Andrew Garfield won the Golden Globe. Um, Will Smith won the SAG. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do think it will be Will Smith, but I would yeah, rather I, I all of the, all of these performances are pretty outstanding. I think that like Javier Bardem to play Ricky Ricardo and the way that they chose him because of really who he is as an actor, because of the way he could trans because it's not a spitting image of no. um at by any means, but it is it is very evocative of who that of who he was, um, which is a very different play from Nicole Kidman's take. I think, even though Nicole Kidman, I mean, that's a that's a hard role to swallow, but she did a great job. But then, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, like you said, I think had a lot of momentum at first. I think The Power of Dog has lost a lot of momentum yeah. in its other categories than Best Picture. Um, Andrew Garfield, phenomenal. I think Will Smith will take it, but Denzel Washington was. Totally, like, to take that role, that was still, like, out of the box for him, I still feel like. That was another layer to Denzel Washington, even. Um, But he also is very familiar in play spaces. I saw him in Fences, and he's remarkable in anything that he touches. Except the movie Fences. Just kidding. Well, you know, if you saw the play, you understand why it's no, no, hard no. to make I'm, I'm it totally, into a movie. Yeah, but I'm totally kidding. The, uh, it was it was his best attempt. I don't know if you could translate that very easily. It's hard. It's a hard yeah. play to translate. To- I was but totally I, did, I also bawled my eyes out in that play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, I could see why he tried. Yeah. Ready to move on? Let's yes. do it. All right, actress in a leading role. The nominees are Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Uh, I, I picked Kristen Stewart. I figured you would. And I knew you would. The it's a great performance. I, I really want her to win. I don't think that she will. I really want her to win, though. Was this a pity nomination because she didn't get nominated for other stuff? Because there was a big outcry when she didn't get a Golden Globe nom. Right. For what other film? No, Kristen for, Stewart, sorry. For, for, for Spencer. For what other film? For this. She's, he's saying she, she didn't get nominated like is, for Golden yeah, Globe. Yeah, is, is this nomination, her getting an Oscar nomination, when she hasn't been nominated for anything else, is it a pity nomination? Because they're like, oh, she probably should get nominated for something. I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like Lady Gaga was snubbed hmm. big time. For I, it is, I am surprised. She, I don't know that I would say it was a snub. I'm just surprised she didn't get nominated. I think that she was snubbed for winning. I think she should have gotten it for Stars Born. Me too. Um, and I thought they would have given this to her because she works so. I mean, she just yeah. puts everything into it. 
But I picked Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Timmy Faye because I think she's gonna. T- I think she's gonna take. She does phenomenal. She, you know, she has been trying for since like 2012 to make this film mm. because she saw um, the documentary and was like really passionate about telling the story of Tammy Faye in a way that gave her some justice. I think, and I think the film does a great job of doing that yeah. because. It's very humanizing. Yeah, and I think it needed to happen because people, she's such a butt of a joke mm-hmm. and kind of wrongfully so. And I thought it was really, I was, you know, dealing with that subject matter is very delicate, I think, in general. But because you're, it's, the world of televangelism is so much and a lot of it is so corrupted and so extreme and so, I don't know, it's, a, it's very dramatic. But to show, they did such a great job of kind of keeping her faith so pure that I really respected that in the in the film. Yeah, you never felt that her heart was in the wrong right. place. Right, right. And in the fact that they had her kind of take a stand against what the expectation was in moments right. was, like, good, too, because it really did show, like, I have my own moral compass that doesn't match up with what mm-hmm. the expectation would be right. from me. Right. Yeah, and seeing the moments when she's, like, kind of forced to do something that she doesn't want to, and she mm-hmm. goes along with it with a smile on her face, but you can tell mm-hmm. in her eyes that she's just like, yeah. this is not what needs to be happening, mm-hmm. or vice versa. In the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, wait a second. Maybe they should call the movie that. But to your <laughs> no, point about the makeup, dumb. I definitely also bought, because the movie takes place over, what, like 30 years? I totally bought that by the end of the movie, she was like a 60-year-old woman. Right. And a 60-year-old woman that's kind of like fallen from grace, right. sort of in the public eye. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I feel really bad for this lady. Do you want to cry and feel even more bad for her? Watch her final interview with Larry King. Did they show that at the end of the film? I don't think they did. It's important to see, oh. to fully understand. It was days before she passed away. No, I don't think they showed it. Watch it. Um, I thought that Olivia Coleman is always phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen her. What else has she been in? She's in the, what's that movie with Emma Stone? The Favorite. She the won favorite. for that. She won for The Favorite. She's won another time. She's oh, also she in Fleabag, right? She's in Fleabag. Um, she's I think this might in be the, crown. the first thing that I've seen her in. She's phenomenal. Yeah. There's a there's a really great but lesser known show called Flowers, um, with a uh, Julian. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember from the Mighty Boosh, but it's a like a dramedy TV show. Yeah, and she plays the sort of like put upon wife of this guy who is a children's author, and um, she's just so good in it as this like super tragic, but funny wife of this person who's just mm-hmm. like trying to keep a family together that is way too dysfunctional and she's the only kind of normal one and i'm just like give her every award man she's good in everything she does she just and it's always different characters she's not playing the same person ever she's also in broad church yep she's, she's also in uh, a recent redo of uh les miserables like a mini series where she plays that crazy lady at the end which is a perfect role. Yeah, no, this is the only John thing I've ever John? seen her in. So, no, <clears throat> I'm just kidding. She was my prediction, but now hearing that she's won twice, yeah. I knew she'd won once. Yeah. And I know that she's like a, people love her. Um, I don't know once. that I've seen her Excuse in anything. Me, I was wrong. She's won once. Okay, won once. So I don't think, I mean, it's happened before where people have won 
within a few years. Like Mahershal Ali, I think, might have won back-to-back years. I think he won for Moonlight and Green Book back-to-back. Oh, you know um, what? Both well, very well-deserved. But um, I don't think... She was my prediction, but I I do really hope that it's Jessica Chastain because she yeah. she definitely deserves it. That would be a flashier win for sure. Like I I do think Olivia Coleman has a very solid chance, and I she's great. But but I would not be surprised if Jessica Chastain won because it would be a flashier win and a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, Did so, Jessica Chastain win for Zero Dark Thirty? Uh, that doesn't sound I don't right. Think so that was twenty twelve. Who else would have won in twenty twelve? And an actress. She's only been nominated. She has not won. Mm-hmm. She was nominated that year. She was also nominated for the Help. Anyways, that's that category. That Wait, that category. was Jessica Chastain in the Help? Mm-hmm. Was Bryce Dallas Howard in the Help? Yes. I'm getting them mixed <laughs> up then. Yeah, I, they because Jessica Chastain had blonde hair in that movie. Okay, that's confusing. I also haven't seen that movie since it came out. It looked very similar. Two Hollywood redheads. Uh, the only the only movie Come that on, I haven't man. seen on this list is is Parallel Mothers, but. All of these movies oh, are. I did see it. Excellent. I thought you didn't excellent really like movies. The Lost Daughter that much, or did you like it? No, I gave it four stars. Oh, yeah, okay. I liked it. What? Um, is, tell me about is is Paramount not about it, but is Parallel Mothers worth watching? Um. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Is it worth now. watching for Penelope Cruz, or is even that not enough to warrant it? The only reason I would watch is if you're trying to check it off the list. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. And the so reason is because it's just a very, I don't know. I didn't love it. Mm. It, was, it was one of those when I saw the trailer and the trailer like lays out the entire plot where I already was like, I'm a little confused what you're doing other than literally going, here's everything the movie's about. Do you want to see it or not? Like it feels <laughs> very bizarre. And I was like, maybe that's exactly what the movie is though. Is it's just like, we're just watching people's lives move like like a Patterson, you know what I mean? Where it is it is very straightforward, but then just like moments of drama's here, and then it's like gone again. It's the trailer is that, and just watching full scenes of a movie. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre. And so I've been curious about it, but I don't know. I know I've seen the trailer, but I yeah. barely remember it. I don't it's, think it stuck out in my head. It's um, strange. While Spencer is this is the last time Spencer's going to be mentioned on the list. I definitely think it should have been nominated for cinematography mm. um, and score. Yeah, the score. But Johnny Greenwood's already nominated for score, so they probably... They will usually only just do one. Yeah. Are we ready? Yes, let's do this. Category. Final. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do some... Before we go to the final category, let's do some like quick shot... Like, okay. Shout outs to other little categories. Like yeah. I would definitely want to shout out. I think that Queen of Basketball about a Mississippian <laughs> will uh, take a documentary Harris? short subject. Okay. Um, I think um, something that's a little so the visual effects category. Um, mm-hmm. Let me find mm-hmm. it real quick. I think it's. I mean, there's no question. Dune's gonna win it. Right. I think it would be a global shock if Dune didn't win. Um. That being said, Spider-Man No Way Home is nominated. and Should have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know a lot of people um, are able to look past it. But for me, especially on my second viewing, once I I wasn't being surprised by things anymore, um, there were times where the CGI ripped me out of the movie. And I, I, I genuinely could not like enjoy what was happening on anymore which one? because uh, no way home. 
Oh yeah, I would agree. Because the CGI was so not just bad, but used for things that I can't fathom why they used it. Like, spoiler, Andrew jumping through the portal. It's a fully CGI Spider-Man. He's not swinging. He's not doing a front flip. He is jumping over a barrier and he's fully CGI. And then they cut to him and he pulls his mask off and it's real. Interesting. But it's shocking that this was nominated over the Suicide Squad, which King Shark was photoreal. There were several things. Uh, the in- fact that the Starro is like yeah. it, a giant, giant CGI character and it doesn't feel unreal right. the whole time. And it's a giant Starro. Those, those <laughs> effects were so well integrated yeah, that like nuts. even when things maybe weren't photoreal, I was like, they still look like they belong in yes, that world. It's yeah. it's stylized, you know. Jesse Free Guy? Yeah. yeah I, I, it's very video gamey, which is <laughs> it what is. it's supposed to be. It is. I would give it, I would give Free Guy VFX over No Way Home. If, okay. if I was l- only judging by the first half of the movie, I think uh, Shang-Chi has a great chance, but then mm. it goes stupid mm. on the last part where it just feels like yeah. you cgi things to the point that it's like, I don't even, we're not in a world at, at all anymore. Right. It's It turns so strange, and I'm like, it always bums me out a little bit. I rewatched it, and I was like, I do love- It just love, became a cartoon. Yes. Yeah. I, and I love the performances, and I, and I really enjoy like the main crux of the story, but it it's one of those where the CG does pull you out of yeah. that movie as, about the last I third. think I think a lot of people view the VFX category in the wrong way where they kind of misinterpret best visual effects as most good VFX. Yeah. So people were surprised when Infinity War didn't win, when Thanos was a like right. photoreal character. Uh, that year, First Man won, mm-hmm. which I think rightfully so because you watch the movie, you don't see as... It's about going to the moon right. and you don't see a visual effect shot anywhere in the movie because it's so invisible, yeah. which is best VFX. Right. It's not most. And then 1917 won over Endgame in 2019. It's like, you would think Endgame would win because the visual effects were good and it was all over the movie. But 1917, they were invisible. For so sure. which one right. do you go with? You go with the best. Right. So in this case, point. I think Dune has the most invisible effects. I think No Time to Die might be the runner-up if you're viewing it as like invisible effects that like you kind of don't know they're there. All I know is that the most important thing about the Oscars is that I have now heard that we don't talk about Bruno will be performed. Uh, okay. Big deal. That is a big deal. That'll be a fun one. I want to give a shout out actually then uh, for what well, I didn't pick Encanto as my animated. I didn't either. Oh, I film. did. It's going to be, uh, it's going to win. But I, I, I did I pick Luca. Okay. I want I want Luca to win. Yeah. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, Luca is amazing. Encanto's gonna win. I think in okay, and uh, I'll don't get me wrong, Encanto's great and there's some really great performances in it. The music is not as catchy as people think it is. It's just been mm. TikTok to death. Mm. It really is. Like, uh, Lynn, out- Lynn Manuel, would you like to come in and respond to that? <laughs> oh no, guys, I'm sorry. No, like I and don't get me wrong, I don't think it's terrible music or anything, but like it it the only stuff that people remember is like the the kind of like 15 second clips that have been done through TikTok. Yeah. Like and I've seen it twice and I cannot sing anything outside of the we don't talk about Bruno. We don't and TikTok like, about Bruno. Yeah. But it really <laughs> it's one of those that I'm like it there are times that the music gets in the way of me enjoying your movie. Mm-hmm. That's a problem to mm-hmm. me. 
Like the like the. Have the you, but are you familiar with the song that they've nominated? That's not one that they've nominated. The Adas Origitas or whatever it's called. The song from that's nominated for best original song is like about these two caterpillars who like know that they're going to. What movie is this from? Dude, Encanto. Oh, what? Yeah, where, where is this? It's it's about two caterpillars who like are in love with each other, but they know that like once they go into like a like a a form and they become butterflies that they'll drift apart. Yeah, it's, that, that is the grandma theme story. in the movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it, it is. is. Did you not watch the movie? I did watch the movie. How is that the grandmother story? It was uh, it was well, maybe it was a, it was it was something to do with her and her husband, right? Yeah, because remember they like. He, he was like, afraid to become a butterfly. He sacrifices himself for them, for them yeah. to like live. And so they know that they're going to be apart. And so um, it's The like, butterfly is an important icon. Yes, yeah, so it's movie. on the candle. I know. Uh, well, it's on a, a bunch of different things. It's also I, on like all their clothes. I mean, there's and there's butterflies all around the house. I know. You know when I, she, what I mean is that I don't think that that like the idea of two things that grow <laughs> up and grow apart is not the same as your husband died. <laughs> it's not that same thing. You it's know about, what I mean? It's about. I think it's more about the reality of like a situation they faced where there was no other option for them other than for them to be apart. Yeah. And the reality and the and the nat like whatever it is and like uh, coming to terms with that reality. Yeah, but would you argue that that's a theme of the movie? Because I wouldn't. I would say it's about family trauma. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that was caused by that. By butterflies. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> butterflies. I, I love the movie. Do not get me wrong. I, I just think, don't think the music is great. And right. I okay. Really don't get that being the one that. I thought it would be one of the ones everybody's talking about, at least. Then you'd go, okay, I get it. I mean, I like Luisa's song. Yeah, no, no. There's there's great songs in it. Yeah. There are. So is yeah. William like B. Eyelash going to win for <laughs> for No Time to Die? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, think you think so? Yeah, I think it's a toss-up. I, I think, think it's so, a toss and up I want between, it to. It's just yeah. so popular. It, I think is, it is good. A toss-up between No Time to Die and the song from Encanto. Mm-hmm. Because the song from Encanto is like this beautiful ballad and it's sung in Spanish. And it's the first song that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote entirely in Spanish. Interesting. Um, which is surprising. Yeah. But I I, I want Beyonce to win. For what? Be Alive from King Richard. Oh. Is that, even, is that nominated? Yep. I, can't, I just remember? hope she performs it. Yeah. Um, I do want to hit at least one more category, and that is okay. original screenplay. Um, I want Licorice Pizza to win original screenplay. Screenplay. Hmm. I, th- I I think it has a good chance. Hmm. I think it will win. I picked what I want to win. Don't say it. Belfast. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, well, still. Um, okay. Don't look up. Yeah, I was going to... Here's the thing. I mean, we'll talk about it with Best Picture, but if Don't Look Up wins anything, but especially if it wins Screenplay or Best Picture... I'll take my sh- I'll take my shoe off. I'll take my sock <laughs> off. I'll find a brick wall and I'll kick it as hard as I can. What? Okay. What? Why do you hate it so much? I don't hate it. I just am you going just have to be to record so the audio angry. for the next podcast episode. Yeah, we'll yeah. get a mic right by my foot and hear my toes breaking like I'm Viggo Mortensen in Two Towers. So I actually did pick "Don't Look Up" for original screenplay. I also Ooh. did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of the podcast, guys. <laughs> okay. That's the can, end of Sam being on the podcast. Can I, <laughs> can I argue a, sure. a point to yeah. that? 
I think it is a very cleverly done film that tells you exactly what's going to happen yeah. at the beginning. And then the rest of it is watching it play out and hoping that a different result is going to happen, which is the theme of the movie. Yeah. And and you have some great, interesting character moments. I'm, I'm making everyone angry. Um, Are you, you some mad great- about this too, David? I am very okay, mad. I, okay, I, I really enjoyed it. And I watched it before it became like a meme to hate it. Yeah. Not, to, not saying you cannot hate it. Like, Right. I'll very, say I liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate really, it, and I didn't hate really it. I really, really wanted to like it. See, and I didn't know anything about it going in, except that, oh, yeah, like, you know, I knew who was in it and things like that. But I, I watched, watched it the it. day it came out. Yeah, yeah, so did I, and I and I hadn't heard anybody talking about it yet. Um, so there's also a really, really great thing with Timothy Chalamet's character that I kind of love. That is, he's this essentially like gutter punk kid who yeah. also is like, Hey, like I'm stealing some stuff, but also is like, hey, I have this inv- evangelical background, yeah, right? And and you're like, what an interesting choice to do something like that with character. But you then it ends up kind of becoming a, an important moment, dude. That I really was anticipating. Yeah, people do not talk about the his prayer at the end of the movie. It it's not done to be like I thought. Oh, like it's going to be kind of funny. Like she even says, like when he says, like don't don't make fun of me for having a faith. I kind of came to it for myself, which I think is a cool thing to have a character just go like I don't, I don't know. It's different for yeah. me. I get it because that doesn't. That's a a complicated thing. Yeah. Right. That is not ever approached complicated in film really. Um, especially as a side character. <laughs> well, and especially given sort of what the film is sort of trying to overtly portray about a very specific evangelical-leaning audience. No doubt. uh, To introduce that character I thought was interesting. But But you're right. I mean, the whole thing is about, like, how it's just we divide ourselves into these groups, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're we're always looking for something to confirm what we already believe. Yes. Uh, So. I mean, confirmation bias <laughs> explains so much motivation in all the characters in that movie. I just no, think no. Adam McKay has jumped the shark, but that's my I, well. Take. I just feel like I was getting beaten over the head the entire movie. See, I did well. You, if that's the case, then you should have just shut it off. Well, no, I wanted to. Fair see, I wanted to play it. I think the end of the. Mo- I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a think shocking it's a choice movie. for best. It's not a shocking choice, actually, because it has all of Hollywood's royalty in it. Right. Um, but when, especially, it's a it's a comedy, I would say kind of first and foremost. Like, that's how it was marketed as a yeah. comedy. So when I'm able to predict the punchline for a joke, kind of like lazily in my head as the movie's going along. Which one? I don't even remember. I just remembered, the, I, I wrote about it in my Letterboxd review. I remember, I think it was like Jonah Hill was saying something. <laughs> and I was I was like, it sounded like a setup, and then I was like, "Da da da!" I finished it in my yeah. head, and then he said it, and I was like, "Okay, whatever." Dude, do yourself a favor though, and look up Meryl Streep just like riffing on concepts when they when she's supposed to be on the phone. Yes, I've seen. It's this. so it's good, so man. Good. She's just incredible. I do think I all. I, I'm but. sure all the funniest stuff was improv. Like oh, it's Jonah Hill made me laugh a couple movie. times. Mark Rylance's character yes, was hilarious. Yes, he's good. Uh, Timothy Chalamet made me laugh. I can't remember at what part, but yeah, I mean, I, there were a few times where I laughed. But see, like, and I also I just love satire, and there's not nobody does satire anymore. Like, like even think about the the only other one in recent memory. Did you guys ever watch The Hunt? We've talked about it, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a satirical movie that got panned so bad before it even came out, based on a trailer that it didn't even get to come out for like two years. <laughs> it's oh, wow. it 
people don't do satire anymore. And this is kind of wise because everybody's got an opinion about it before you actually watch the thing too. Yeah. And which is not to say you can watch it and not enjoy it. I mean, there's, there's definitely like, there's not, I don't mean it's a perfect film. Like you can't not like this, but I do think a lot of the hatred towards it was based on what an expectation of what it was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are moments of oh, that yeah. movie that I was like, I absolutely hate this. Oh yeah. Like the live stream so much. Concert. Yeah. I yeah. hated it. See, so I, much. and I liked it for what it was because it, it reminded me of moments like the imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is exactly what would yeah. happen because it did. Yeah. I also so, remember a moment where between scenes it cut to B-roll footage of like trash bags piled up on a curbside and I was like, okay. If I didn't get it with the meteor metaphor beaten over my head, I get it now. You're literally showing me trash and plastic and stuff and like dying birds. Like I, I get it. I'm good. <laughs> See, I, but at least I think they're, I mean, and I get it. Like I, I know it is a an environmental statement as well but i do think there's something to like you said it's it's about like the tribalism that happens mm. where you choose a side and no matter what it's like ooh, we we gotta just lean in towards our side we don't want to ever and and to the point that it is about essentially never you can never get consensus yes and that's what the movie's about and i really appreciate that that's also kind of an element of it and it's not just one thing but I also get that it is a lot of one thing. So yeah. I, I totally understand anybody yeah. who goes, great, an environmental movie where they tell people that the environment is good and we should protect <laughs> it and we can't. Like, I get it. I understand. But I don't know. I, I do love it. I do. So on so on that note, Micah, what's your pick for best picture? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, we got to set this up, David. I will say, uh, Micah, uh, do you like the uh, mid credit scene for <laughs> Don't Look Up? Oh, I love. It. Oh no, <laughs> I like. What do you mean, Brock to Rock? Oh, is that the one where they land on the? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, spoilers. <clears throat> Rock to All Rock. Right. Uh, did you not think that was a great payoff to a joke you forgot? I don't no, remember I it, it at happen. this moment. Uh, you knew that was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> How did you guess that? That's amazing. Uh, I mean, I, I did remember it, and then whenever they got. Oh yeah, I whenever expected it started, it when they got I was like, there. oh yeah, this is. This is what they said earlier. Was yeah. that she dies by something that they don't rock know. Rock to rock. <laughs> like, of course it would happen here. <laughs> I just love the self-fulfilling prophecy of, I believe it's called a Brock to rock. It was a great joke. Um, so I hope we, I think we did get into oh. some spoilery oh, areas. Oh, no. It kind of, I know we just were making it sound like we're leading into best picture, but can I mention one more category? Because I think it's stacked. <laughs> oh, my wow. freaking God. It'll be quick. Like, Never. Like four minutes, three minutes. Three minutes. Two, 75 two and a half minutes. minutes. Uh, I think all of these that are nominated are great uh, production design. And I have to say it because specifically Nightmare Alley and West Side Story's production design I thought were incredible. The opening of West Side Story going through all the buildings being destroyed, yeah. I 100% believed that. Yeah. The scene where um, Tony, Ansel Elgort's character, they're fighting over the gun mm -hmm. in that like dock that's caved in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. That whole, that whole number. Yeah. I I think the production design for West Side Story was out of this world. The night, Nightmare Alley, the uh, whole circus was so immersive um, and detailed that I bought it 100%. And then in the second half of the movie, when they switched to being in the city, all of the buildings have this weird, dark like gothic marble and like uh, the interiors of all the offices. I just, 
it felt very immersed in that world. It's kind of like what I wish the remake of Dumbo had been. Mm, nice. That's interesting. I haven't thought of it through that lens, but I do. I mean, yeah. I see but I mean. do believe that. Never mind. Actually, ignore me. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Does anybody have a pick for? I will production design. Nom, noms or Dune. Yeah. Nightmare Alley. Power of the Dog. Tragedy. But I do story. love West Side Story. I don't think that the Power of the Dog. Like I don't as know why. Much I would pick that. I would probably pick something else. I don't know what that would have been yet, but yeah. I would have picked something else. Yeah, not not that the production design isn't good on that, but it, you don't. It doesn't. It doesn't show the way that, like... It's kind of just, like, old oh, Western building. Yeah. Why not... Um, I feel like that's a shoe-in for um, French Dispatch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What absolutely. in the world? I think sometimes there's a little bit of, like, Wes Anderson's doing his thing. Right. So they, they sort of don't really pay attention mm-hmm. to it. But I I mean, I agree. French Dispatch. I'm a film guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Anderson. Um, can yes. name every single Wes Anderson film. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to fit that in there because I think there's some great yeah. Talk All about right, follow-up to a joke from earlier in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, I appreciate you bringing up that last category for us. We uh, tr- we're going to go into… Drum roll? The drum roll. What do I do now? So, the nominees for Best Picture are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune… King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So, in Kanto. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Our initial <laughs> votes this was, uh, again, when we, some of us were voting for what we thought was going to happen. Uh, three of us voted for Power of the Dog. One person said Belfast. I, I voted Belfast, I think. Voted for the Power of the Dog. Because I am confident that it will win. Yeah. But I wish with every ounce of my body Don't that look up. West Side, West Side Story, Story would win. I was in the production of West Side Story at my high school musical, and I played the character of Riff, <laughs> the leader of the Jets. Let's so go. what you're saying is it's a biased opinion, and you cannot be trusted in this category. That's 100% true. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's um, – Two, three on here that I have not seen. I haven't seen King Richard, Drive My Car, or Coda. Um, I'll probably watch Coda and Drive My Car. I don't know that I care enough about King Richard to fit that in. I would watch it. You okay. should definitely watch it. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, I'm interested in watching that one. But there's like... It's the only one I haven't seen. There's like four or five here that I would not be mad at all if they won. Yeah. I yeah. don't... I still don't really have a solid pick. Uh, I think pow- Power of the Dog, even if Jane Campion doesn't get director, I still think it has a great chance of getting... Picture because it's been the front runner for so long. Um, it's an incredible movie. I, I feel like that's happened before, also, where like the, it's one best, something's one best picture and the director wasn't even nominated. Like that happened for Argo. Argo won best picture and Ben Affleck wasn't even nominated. Yeah. So I don't think the Jane Campion thing really has much. Right. It and, may not affect this. But Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated and Brian Singer was like canceled at that point. So right. who knows? I also, yeah. <clears throat> and he, the guy yeah. that directed like, X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that was the same director, honestly. I didn't, uh, I didn't even realize that either. I feel like that was just intentionally not said. Yeah, just they just like stopped they kind of like it. are trying to basically say that Ansel Egglethorpe or whatever his name is. Yeah, is that's his name. Not <laughs> in, <laughs> he's in not in West Side Story. Okay, so did I miss something? Why does everyone hate Ansel Elgort? Because he hit on like underage girls on, Wait, what? on Instagram. He like <laughs> slid into like uh, DMs of like underage girls on Instagram. 
Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no is right. I do think that the girl who played Maria should have gotten nominated for Best Actress. I thought yeah. she did a yeah. phenomenal yeah, yeah. job. She was amazing. See, I thought she would, too. I was I very too. surprised by that. It's like her first movie. Yeah, maybe, and maybe that's all it is. They do sort of— it's weird because depending on the year, they'll love that it's some newcomer and they're like, wow, right, great out the gate. And then there's other times where they're just like, well, it's too early. Yeah, like, like Leo. Mm-hmm. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, like why hasn't he won yet? I don't understand. He hasn't even been nominated for anything recently and he should have been. But I also I, always love it when uh, Best Picture is totally unexpected. Sure, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Moonlight. Oh, yeah. Moonlight. Yeah, okay. So on that note, my new prediction is Coda. I think Coda's going to win. no. You don't I'd think love so? to see that. I think it'll be it's a, a little too situation. feel good. It is a little too feel good. That's, that's Green Book one. But are we in a post parasite winning world now, where it's like it can't just be the safe like bring your family to the movie pick? I just don't think it's gonna. It's interesting though. On my the the like source that I use is Gold Derby, which if you've ever checked it out, it's a great source for kind mm-hmm. of understanding at least predictions and stuff. Um, their second pick for best picture is Coda. I think it has a solid chance. I think it would be one of those that gets the whole room like, oh yeah, let's go like clapping and everything. Like I yeah. think nobody would be mad about that. I, I don't think anyone would be mad. I do think it's a quieter film yeah. than some of the other ones are a little bit more of a showy, showy performances, mm-hmm. big, you know, stakes. And, and I do think there's something to that, that they, they like that. They like that in a best picture to go. Right. It's very dramatic. And very it's also cinema. a complete work. Yes. And yeah. I don't know that Coda is a complete work. It feels a lot like a coming of age story. Uh-huh. I am yeah. speaking without seeing it, I should yeah. say. So maybe I should watch it first and then decide. Who knows? We'll see we'll on see. Uh, March 27th. And I have not seen Licorice Pizza, but Licorice Pizza. But uh, I do love. There's something I didn't like. I don't know that I'll go back and necessarily watch Licorice Pizza again. But there is, it is wonderful and bright and colorful, yeah. and it is an adventure. Yeah, for sure, it's a great world to live in for two and a half hours. I gotta watch it. It's but a I lot of fun. Don't, I don't yeah. have a ton of Paul Thomas Anderson movies that I go back to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's not one of those directors to me. I do get interested when he puts anything out, right? But I but I don't know that I go. Oh, I just love and return to his films. I think that they have a great aesthetic mm-hmm. from the way they present themselves on movie posters, like in your yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah. If there was an award for best movie poster, I'd give it to Spencer. <laughs> Spencer had an incredible poster. It's a great poster. Oh, they did have a great poster. Um, I would love. It's not going to happen, and I know I'm in the minority here. I would love Nightmareality won Best Picture. It's absolutely not going to happen. I'd be shocked. It probably won't win anything. It might win production design, um, but I just think that's a very underrated movie. Mm. I, would, I would love for that to get some love. But I am a huge Guillermo del Toro fan, and I've not seen it yet, and I really, really want to. It's really good. It's very good. I just it's it's one of those where I know it's a longer film, and each time that I've kind of gone, I want to sit down and watch this. I've just not been able to. Yeah. Um, and I cannot wait to watch it. I've, 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 this is a terrible way to watch a film. I know it, but I've watched about like 15 minutes of it. Cause I was like, I just want, I want a taste of it. I just <laughs> want to watch a little, but I knew I couldn't watch the full thing, but I, I really enjoy like just the look in the atmosphere. It's got a great yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Um, here's the question. If Kenneth Branagh wins director, do you then change your mind and go maybe Belfast wins best picture? Yes. Hmm. 
I, think, I do. 100%. I think those two things do go hand in hand. They do often. I would be very surprised if he wins director and then not picture. The thought hadn't occurred to me yet. Yeah, me neither. But is is West Side Story going to win Best Picture twice? I don't think so. I don't think so. I would be very surprised. And and not that it, I mean, it is fairly, I mean, it's not every film on this, on any list is like fully loved by all critics, but West Side Story was pretty swept, yeah. you know. So it, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise ever, but I, I don't think it will just for the fact of what it is, yeah. is a, uh, you know, a remake of a classic, you know, musical. I just would be a little bit surprised. Well, uh, any concluding thoughts? One more time, just around who, what's everyone's prediction for best picture? Best picture for me, Power of the Dog. I think mine is still Power of the Dog as well, but Coda's close. I think Power of the Dog will win. I predict it will also win. Okay, so we're pretty unanimous on Power of the Dog. But oh, you know what neat. I want to win? Do you really want Don't Look Up to win best picture? Yes. All right. Legitimately, <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, yeah. I really, I loved that movie, and it is one of the few that I saw that I consistently do think about. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Hey, in oh, every situation, there is a right and a wrong, and it just Yikes. so happens Yay. that you're on the wrong side. Of this no. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't want to be like edgelord about no, it. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just really enjoy. Like, I watched a movie and enjoyed it, and then yeah. the world hated it, and I was like, yeah. whoops. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, thank you guys for so much for coming in and talking with us about your Oscars predictions, um, both we'll what you want and out. what you think is going to happen. So as far as timing, uh, there will be another episode that is regularly scheduled to release on the 22nd. Uh, so I think this episode will come out the 24th, which is Thursday. Uh, and if you're listening to this, then... Hopefully you're listening to it on Thursday or Friday or Saturday uh, <laughs> or sometime before the Oscars. If you have not seen the Oscars or they have not happened yet. Or after, just see uh, how wrong we were. And if there's <laughs> there's a, a Google form that we'll be handing out uh, so that you can tell us your predictions. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening to this in 20 years and you're trying to figure out if we got this right or wrong, please hunt us down and let us know if we got it right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this in 60 years, a film was uh, a, pic- a series of moving images. If you're well, listening to this in up. a thousand years, dear aliens, <laughs> humans were not that bad. According, oh, yeah, to the, I, according to Don't Look Up, if you're watching this in 60 years, uh, you're not listening to this because the world's destroyed by an asteroid. Mm. Yeah. So well, that was a fictional Recycle. Thing, so. yeah, it was fictional, guys. Hmm. Well, big West Sanderson guy. Big West Sanderson <laughs> guy. All right, that's that's it for for the Jackson Film Club this this time around. All right, we'll be seeing you. Signing off. Love you. Love you. <laughs>